0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Pride Comedy, and as usual, you can always reach us at Surviving Empathy Podcast or at Chef Pride Comedy. That's on Facebook, that's on Instagram, and that's on Twitter, and uh, soon to be on YouTube as well. Today's topic, you guys, we're going to talk about the mind, body, and soul balance. In a world where we are being uh, uh, bombarded, if you will, by all these influencers, all the media, all the social media, and everybody looking for the dopamine rush of a click or a like. At the end of the day, how do we live with all this sophistication and still maintain our composure, our happiness, our balance, you know? But first, we're going to have a medical update for you about myself and Rebecca, and we're going to talk about migraines and chronic pain and uh, chronic headaches and the stigma of that. At the end of the day, there's a lot of mentalities out there where people just don't understand being human. We have to know how to advocate for people's rights. And then we're going to talk about as an empath, as an introvert, as a quiet and shy person, how do we get attention? How do we get it out of, how do we get it off our chest, all the things that are going on? In other words, how do we compete in the social media sphere as an introvert, as a quieter person that doesn't have quite the arrogance or the ego of some people? There are so many excitable people out there uh, who are all clamoring for validation. How do we keep up with them? And then lastly, we're going to talk about the mental health and the media, talking about social media, talking about the new technologies and the pitfalls of it. And uh, where should we draw the line, you guys, in free speech and accountability? At the end of the day, we want there to be free speech. We want there for people to be able to speak freely. But uh, if it's causing people to do harm in our society, where do we draw the line? So that's what we have in store for you today. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you guys can uh, get two of these per week, and you can listen at your heart's delight. Let's begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy, and today, as usual, I have my co-host. She's the best of the best. I love her. I adore her. She's the she's the, the, the Tucker Carlson to my old, fat, white guy, Rebecca Russell. Hi. (laughs) Was that wrong? (laughs) That's about right, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, as far as analogies go, that's pretty good, right? Yes, it is. I didn't mean to catch you (laughs) off guard with that. Anyways, hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I'm Brian Russell, and today we're going to talk about mind, body, and soul. This is going to go into a little bit of everything, we're going to talk about our uh, recent healthcare checkups. We're going to talk about our migraines and chronic pain, chronic headaches and the stigma of that. We're going to talk about, uh, give you an update on Rebecca's condition with her new medication uh, of which she hasn't received yet. So we'll go <laughs> into that. <laughs> and then uh, I, at the end, I want to talk about uh, the, the elephant in the room, which is mental health and media. Mental health and media, mental health and social media, uh, and what, go, why is everybody trying to go viral? Why is everybody, uh, trying to be famous? And why is it that we're all now being influenced by assholes and anyone with a microphone who shouldn't have this much influence? It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, there is no, that's the thing about podcasting or, or journalism is it, you don't necessarily have to be a well-constructed human being to do it, you know?
1: Nope.
0: So you, your, your brain could be basically uh, just a bag full of cats and here you give this motherfucker a microphone and then they end up influencing people uh, oftentimes uh, to the detriment of society. And that's what we're going to talk about at the end. Uh, and we might even throw a little bit of Johnny Depp trial in there because I'm addicted. It's, <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about addiction thing at <laughs> no <the moment. laughs> no <clears throat> we're not going to talk about addiction but we're going to talk about uh what uh, technology and the social media and media zeitgeist is doing to our uh sense of, of virtues uh, and what why is it everybody's trying to go viral why is everybody you know get looking for that dopamine rush of likes and clicks you know so, as you guys know, Rebecca and I are both, uh, migraine sufferers. I have a chronic pain condition called fibromyalgia. Uh, it's not necessarily life debilitating, but it's pretty close. And I want to go into it. I want to go into my recent diagnosis, uh, with, and my doctor's appointment I just had the other, this, a uh, couple days ago with my doctor. And then, uh, we'll go into, uh, basically, um, Rebecca's condition what's going on and then I want to talk about uh migraines and 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 the stigma of that because I think there's a stigma attached to a lot of things especially mental health especially headaches and migraines especially if you have to take time off of work etc I want to go into all of that
1: yeah definitely
0: and uh I just want to excuse myself uh if you hear me clearing my throat a lot today I am sorry we're it's like the middle of spring and uh we all have allergies here, and it's kind of a funky rainy, sunny day here. and so we're just all over the place, and it's um it's also a contributor to our headaches. But at first, uh, before we get into headaches, I want to talk about my recent uh, doctor's appointment. So as you guys know, um I've sort of become a a, a ghost, if you will, in the healthcare community. Uh, my doctor is like, mm, she nods her head, yeah. Mm. And then does nothing for me. They don't want to prescribe you, especially opioids. Oh, fuck. Don't even ask. Don't even fucking ask. And I get it. You know, there's an opioid crisis and whatnot, but what would five pills kill me? Would it really? Would it really hurt me that bad? Just to on the worst days where I can barely walk, you just to throw a Vicodin at it once in a while would that. I mean, years and years, 40, 50, 60 fucking years, people get all becoming addicts. And then I come up and guess what? None for you. No soup for you, son. So we'll talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. But I wanted to kind of first talk about uh, my doctor's appointment. You know, I was talking with a friend and I'm like, you know, she's like, you know, if you can uh, elicit a cry, you know, you can let them know how frustrated you are. And that it's been years and years and nobody's listening to you. Uh, Maybe you can get, you know, elicit emotional reaction or have an emotional reaction to get her to understand the urgency of of your pain and your condition. I was like, well, I'm not much of a crier. And then uh, <clears throat> it was a telemed visit. It was here at the house. It was through, you know, phone communication on a, you know, video chat. And uh, within four minutes, I'm sobbing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You know, it's, it's, you know, cause she was listening to me for once. She w- she actually gave a shit. And my last doctor, she wasn't a bad person. You want to describe her maybe for me?
1: She, I don't know, she's kind of a hard hard nut to crack. She was, yeah. She seemed very caring, and I think in some ways she was. Yeah. But then... She
0: was very woke, was though. Very,
1: yeah. She was, mm-hmm. a, she
0: was one of those liberals, you guys, and I'm, hey, we're both progressive, so, you know, but she kind of had that bird's nest hair, where she looked like she was from Portland. Like- well,
1: the funny thing <laughs> was that when I was working at the store over, yeah. the next town over, my yeah. first store I worked at... I literally had seen her in the store before she was even our doctor. I remember I came home that day and Mm. described her weird-ass hair to you. Yeah. Like, oh, we had this customer today. She had the weirdest hair. And we're all into
0: funky haircuts. I give you funky haircuts all the time. So don't get us wrong. We're not talking about funky or
1: edgy. We're talking about weird. It was just a weird Funky. And I came home and described it to you that day. And then... How there's, many months later we go to this new doctor and oh that's and her. it's her yeah we're like
0: oh <laughs> you're like she's the one I was telling you about exactly. like, oh, okay <laughs> and um, there's funky fresh and then there's funky not so fresh and she, <laughs> she was the latter but um, my point is that she, she had a very liberal sensibility and I thought oh good you know she's going to be compassionate but at the end of the day um, I wasn't catching that a lot feel with that her way.
1: no you know I, know. I
0: injured myself uh, at the gym. I had to go to the ER and uh, I lost a sensation in my right leg for about three months. And it was awful. It was scary. <clears throat> and um, and so I had to go uh, to her and, um, you know, and she was just very condescending. Was just like, she's like, here, you have this wrong. She's like, first, she gives me a crutch. And then she's like, well, you have it wrong. And she's like, give it to me. And she adjusts it and throws it back at me. And she just made me feel like I'm stupid just because I'm nice. You know that feeling when you're a kind person where people treat you like you're a fucking idiot just because you're nice? It's like, bitch, do you not understand the unspoken back and forth of kindness yeah. Like it doesn't make me stupid. Don't treat me like that. It was very condescending and I just mm-hmm. I just at a, after a while I just started not to like her. Now had, had was she there for me in general? You know, I've had issues and she'll respond to it. She'll help us out and things like that. So in that regard, she was there for us at least to give us the medications we required except for pain meds. Don't even fucking yeah. ask.
1: Yeah.
0: But um and I think that has a lot to do with the greater company, That's the Samaritan company.
1: That that- samaritan in general yeah they just no one does it anymore their doctors to prescribe anything yeah well and
0: i i don't see the harm in doing it at least in small doses yeah i don't either you know like five or ten vicodin ain't gonna hurt no one between friends hey come yeah. on you know then they're
1: like oh but then you'll only get 10 and then you'll go seek it somewhere else and oh yeah it's just, right just so stupid and it leaves people genuine well, genuinely if i could need- seek
0: it somewhere else don't you think i would have done that already
1: yeah exactly you know? well, when i was i after you had your appointment i was talking to one of my coworkers just about how great it was that you know somebody listened to you mm-hmm. and she said her ex-husband literally used to he used to have opioids and he mm-hmm. had a quality of life. And then they literally just cut him off cold mm-hmm. Turkey. Yeah. And now he literally can't move. He's gaining weight. And they're like, Oh, exercise. Well, he can't because he's in so much pain. Cause he literally hurts. can't yeah. Move. Well, so and that's the problem.
0: People. She, my doctor literally said to me, the, the old doctor that, um, here, I'm going to give you, have you go to a seminar. And, uh, I, I looked it up and it was a seminar, centi- a seminar on, uh, uh how pain is uh, subjective, and that you can uh, trick your brain into processing pain different. Now,
1: it's good information. It's have, good information to have. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Anything. I'm
0: not going to say that's scientifically yeah.
1: untrue. Mm-hmm. But motherfucker, piece of the puzzle, not the. It's whole only answer. yeah, it's
0: not the totality. You can't just think pain away. I wanted to kick her in the face and have her hold her nose and say, "Think it away, <laughs> think it away." No, I'm. Not i do not condone violence i'm just saying it it it, frustrates you because these people they're so smug they're so superior and it really just killed my um my love and uh, appreciation for doctors and all the hard work they do because they're so fucking smug and superior it's like lady please People like
1: that they don't have enough empathy that if they haven't experienced it themselves right they don't have enough empathy to actually understand what you're going through
0: yeah exactly And at the end of the day, um, if they can't uh, uh, empathize, they should at least be able to sympathize. Any compassionate person. If you get into healthcare and you're a doctor and and you have bad bedside manner, go back to school. You need to go to charm school, man. What the fuck is up with some of these doctors and their aggressive uh, attitudes? It's like that one lady we went to this is a brand new doctor. Cause I wasn't getting anywhere with the previous doctor. And uh, I had a doctor that was from Nigeria and he was a cool guy. I used to see him at Lowe's when mm-hmm. I worked there. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, but you know, because he was from Africa, unless you had fucking gangrene of the leg, he didn't want to hear your white people problems, man. Yeah, yeah, and it was I'll just like, dude, they're not first world problems. I have a chronic pain condition. So that didn't work out. So then they transferred me to this other doctor and, and then she was like, uh, I don't believe in fibromyalgia. And I said, well, I don't believe in you then. Yeah,
1: How do you like that? that was, How do you like
0: them yeah. apples? And we left within, what, two minutes? Mm-hmm. I was like, if if you don't believe fundamentally that a thing called fibromyalgia can exist, the symptoms of open pain gates, the symptoms of having a, um, it's basically a, a, an autoimmune condition. Yeah. And you don't believe in it at all. And you're a scientist. Right. Yeah. That tells me something. It probably means at the end of your day, you're going back home and, and sucking down the Fox News juice, and you're not. What you're not doing is going back and reading up on the newest and latest of, of journals that talk about pain and talk about pain gates and talk about the, how uh, it's becoming fibromyalgia is not controversial anymore, you guys. So if you have a doctor tell you that it is, they're they're fucking full of shit. They're not keeping up on their education. And that's the problem I have with these doctors. They do one hard thing in their whole life. And then for the rest of t- times, we we adorn them with gifts. We adorn them with praise. We adorn them with uh, uh being our uh, uh, intellectual superiors. And then they make really good money on top of it. So they have a big house on the home. All the while, they become better capitalists and they become healers. And it, I have a problem with that, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway. Getting back to my story, so <laughs> this new doctor, Dr. Rob, so she seems like a really nice person. And hey, you guys, if you hear uh, mowing in the background, I apologize. It's spring in Oregon, and everybody and their mother is out there mowing today, so I, I just can't get around it, so it is it what it is.
1: 60 plus degrees, whether it's cloudy or sunny yeah. or rainy. And or... this time of year,
0: everybody is itching to get their lawn mowed, because it's been a, you know. Get out
1: of the house. And, yeah, yeah, get out
0: of the house, the nicer weather. Anyway, so we'll try to do our best to get around uh, the worst of it. Um, but anyways, talking about Dr. Rob, um, I find her to be more genuine. You know, even though the other one struck me as more liberal, this one is, strikes me as just being more genuine. Because that's the yeah. thing is being liberal is not a metric for compassion. I used to think it was, but I'm yeah, starting to realize really, that there's... Yeah. Sometimes a difference, though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I had gone to see her in person when we first had her assigned to us. And, um, yeah, I remember coming home. The first thing she walks in, she had a Black Lives Matter pin on. So there you go. (laughs) That immediately went, okay, you're somebody I can like. But, um, yeah, yeah, I remember coming home and talking to you about her because, yeah, she's just (laughs) very genuine. She seems like she actually cares and she really does want to help you. Yeah. She'll, if she doesn't know about something, because she's a resident, so she's working under yeah, a right. position. That's what she was telling me. She'll go out me, yeah. and talk to them about stuff. She'll do research. Like, she seems like she actually gives a shit and she wants to help and she actually cares. Yeah. And,
0: I got that same yeah. vibe, and you know, I'm an empath, so you know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, she was wearing her mask during our telemed visit because they have to wear them in a health clinical yeah. setting, mm-hmm. even when they're alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um uh, but but her eyes were expressive and uh she kind of broke me down you know she I she said tell me about what's going on I had sent her this great big uh list of all the things I was going through talking about when it started that it it, it started back in about 2014 and it perpetuated when I had two surgeries uh I talked about my mom uh having there must be a, a some kind of um familial
1: familial precursor yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. and so um we, uh, we just talked about it a little bit and then within a few minutes, um, she, she was talking to how she believes me, you know, and it just got to me. I broke down well, a little bit. I wasn't so sobbing, long. sobbing, yeah. but I was, I was crying a little. And then afterward, I could tell the only thing I feel weird about from that is that I, I, I'm okay with expressing my vulnerability. I've done it here on the show. It's fine, you know, but the thing that really was, um, that I always tend to reel when, um, when somebody isn't getting an accurate read on me and uh, once she broke me down i had a hard time composing myself for her to see my funny excitable mm-hmm. edgy side yeah. you know and so she had, almost at one point it was like so what are you like when you're not all these things you know mm-hmm. and i was like well fun loving thoughtful exciting you know uh you know, energized. You know, mm-hmm. so I hope I gave her a good in, uh, impression of myself. But uh, it's just that I, I was not prepared to break down. In fact, I told my friend Idris, "I'm like, there's no way she's going to get me to crack. I'm not a crier."
1: I know. Yeah, I think you it know. was just relief. Yeah, um, yeah. And but I think that's partly why mm-hmm. she wants to see you more often because that way there'll be lots of documentation. Well, that's, let's, we that we haven't
0: way- said any of this to let's let's set it no, up first. So. Saying- so, yeah, that's what she said. She said she wants to see me a whole lot more, that it would depend on our insurance. And fortunately, we're going through a couple of programs that help it keep the cost down pretty yeah. good. And, uh, yeah, she wants to see me more. And then she, uh, recommended me to, uh, uh what's it called? The care um,
1: coordinator. Huh? care coordinator yeah
0: care coordinator and so they're gonna get me in they're trying to give me options um uh you know and that's what my friend was like you must have slept good that night because it was such a relief and i said no i'm too jaded for that uh, i'll believe it when i see it kind of thing mm, yeah. but it was a relief in the sense that at least i'm getting the ball rolling because the last doctor couldn't give two fucks about it yeah and it showed
1: yeah. And I think, you know? yeah. And I like that she does want to see you more often because that way there's going to be lots of documentation for yeah. anything down the road that may pop up. Um, right. She'll be able to see you at different times. You might have times when you're feeling really good, you might have times when you're not feeling great. But at least you can a, see the full spectrum of my personality. Of yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Because, like, <clears throat> all I ever felt with The Last Doctor was anger. I wanted to slap that bitch. Yeah. I hated her. She was such, like, I'd, I, I, I I liked her in theory, theoretically, but any time I had a any kind of like talk with her, she was cold, she was condescending. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I'm not a dummy. Don't treat me yeah, like I'm but, dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> nothing pisses me off worse than authority figures who think they've got you, they think they own you or something. Yeah. So, I uh, hope you're not hearing too much of the lawn uh, mowers out there, and uh, between now. that and my coughing and clearing <laughs> my throat, it's just going to be that kind of, di- spring. it's spring, you know, it what is, are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, Spring is sprung.
1: I got a frog in my throat today, too. Yeah, yeah, me
0: too, so we'll have to pause occasionally so we don't cough at you guys <laughs> and clear our throats in your face. Um, but anyways... So, yeah, I mean, you know, she listened to me, and we got the ball rolling. For once now, we're going to finally be able to document my symptoms. We're going to be able to uh, get the kind of care we need. And uh, it's just, you get so fucking tired as as in a society where if you're in pain, you you seek drugs, and then they treat you like a drug seeker. Or if you're in pain, and you can't work a manual labor job if you're a man... They, they treat you like you got a micro penis. Like fuck you, lady.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: you know I've worked my ass off. And that was a cool thing about this conversation I had was I was able to tell her my 14 years as a chef. Being, uh, I, I said I started working when I was 13. I had a paper route. I did my friends' route. Then I worked at McDonald's. I became a grill trainer. Uh, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Phlebotomy, radio station. Uh, army base the uh, mm-hmm. tank driver uh, limousine driver bus driver like at, at what yeah. age are we finally allowed to say hey I've done some shit and I'd like to be recognized now for my experience that's yeah. all
1: well and One thing I really liked about her was when I went to see her, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. had a little bit of high cholesterol. Instead of being one of those people like, you just need to exercise more. She's like, okay, well, do you think exercising more is an option? Right. Or do you want to just start on medication? And I was able to be honest with her and say, I am fucking tired after a week of working and I don't know yeah. how much extra I can add on to that. Well, and you so live- want to start medication and she didn't make me feel bad about that. Well, yeah,
0: exactly. And the thing is, is that you live an active lifestyle. Your job keeps you very busy. So when you have three days off, you don't want to spend them all running and exercising <laughs> exactly. all day long. Yeah. Like you're they run you yeah. ragged over. There. Yeah.
1: And some doctors will make you feel like you're a failure because you want <clears throat> to go to the medication route instead of.
0: Well, and unfortunately, these doctors, they don't have as busy lives as us. They like to act like they do. They might have long days. I'll give them credit for that. But they're long days of sitting around talking. They're not working. They're sitting. And, hey, I'm not saying that intellectual jobs isn't working. I'm just saying, though, that it's different than when you run yourself ragged with a manually exerting job. Yeah, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that it, it felt good to get all that off my chest. I had a good weep, you know. It, it, but it, it, it just, it, I wasn't expecting it. And then I wasn't really prepared to break down. And then it took me like five or ten minutes to compose myself. And then by then, she wanted to know who I really was. And I mm-hmm. felt weird because that's what I told her. I said, yes, I have depression and anxiety. Yes, I've tried SSRIs. Yes, I've tried gabapentin. Yes, 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 I've done all these things, but I said, I don't want to lose my edge. I told her I'm a radio guy. If I lose my personality, I'm through. I want to maintain that edge, you know, because that's the problem is that people don't realize your personality is a combination of your chemicals, whether they're going right or wrong. That's who you are. Yeah, you know, sure. you take someone like Amber Heard. That's who she is. She's just broken. <laughs> She's not going to get right in in the time that we want her to get right. You know, because there's something about her that's inherently broken and sociopathic. And um, you know, we'll go into that later. But yeah. um, but my point is is that um, these doctors, uh, a lot of times, we put them up on this pedestal, and uh, they just never get down. And I, I that's why I love humble doctors who can just accept their station in life without getting a big head about it because it's not yeah. anything to get a big head about I mean I was studying to be a chiropractor and like I've told you if you know my friend Jim he he really gets a big head and he, he really gets into the dressing a certain way and the fancy pants notion of being called a doctor and all that if I was doing it, I'd be sitting wearing my fucking shorts. Call call exactly. me Bri. Yeah. Call me Bri because I, think, I don't get a big head about yeah, those and things. And I think you know? I've
1: mentioned this before, but my very first job in a pediatric office, I still remember to this day, one of the pediatricians telling us, like, all being a doctor is is memorization. Any of you yeah. can do it. Like, well, yeah, we're not trying goal. to say that it's
0: easy per se, but yeah. it is just memorization. You you oh, here's a condition. This, 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 and this. I mean, I was pre-med. I've taken biology classes, very good biology classes. I did a college yeah. prep biology class at Shasta College in Reading. And, uh, <clears throat> it was, he, his name is Dr. Apps, And, uh, he wrote the book. He literally was a Stanford trained, <laughs> uh, medical professional. Yeah. Very respected in the field. He was an author. And, you know, him working at a junior college was his way of saying, well, I want to prepare kids to be able to go to Stanford Medical. And yeah, so it was a fun. very serious but class, and he didn't like me because I I was still at that age where I wasn't quite taking it seriously yet, and you know, and we were doing uh, human prosection, human dissection, you know, and uh, we were in the dissection theater, and I, I made a joke of longest penis erectus, and he lost his fucking shit on me, and I said <laughs> I said, dude, I don't want to be a doctor. I'm taking this because I need it for something else, and and you just. You get such a big head about this. I said, sir, nobody fucking gives a fuck, dude. I told him that. And we didn't, he failed me. He yeah. failed me. I had to take wow. it over again. And then I got an A in that class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my point is, I was at an age where I wasn't prepared for all that seriousness. I see these law students, I see these uh, med students. They're so self important. Oh my God, chill out, dude. Yeah, like, just absolutely. relax. Yep. You know? Yep, for sure. I think it just teaches these young professionals to be uptight weirdos. It's like, calm your yeah. shorts. Well, dude. And
1: it just, it, that type of personality is attracted to that. And yeah. it just kind of reinforces that. And that type A personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was kind of a type A
0: in the beginning. I took it later on. I started taking it very seriously um, but I was just, just starting out in junior college and it was the first course I took. Had I done, did it in year three or something, I probably would have done quite well. But by year, I w- this was year one. This is before yeah. the army. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. I was yeah. like, I, that was just an excuse to smoke pot in those days. <laughs> Meet up with your stoner bros, you know? Yep. But, um. So, yeah, it's just, it's nice to get the ball rolling finally. I'm, I'm relieved. Um, and I, I can't wait for her to see the real me over time. Because, like I said, it's the only thing I felt weird about was the fact that I I just, she disarmed me and my personality went poop, bye bye.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, Um, I felt weird for that because, you know, me, I'm, uh, I'm the king of personality. To not have one is, she's, she's like, well, what are you really like? She's like having to ask the question, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not normal well, yeah. for me.
1: She'll get to see it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. So uh, anyways, getting
0: back into it. Uh, so that's what's going on with me. Uh, finally being heard about my fibromyalgia. I wanted to talk about migraines, uh, chronic pain, chronic headaches and the stigma of it. But first, I want to talk about the new medication that I was finally approved on that you've been approved. Uh, what three or four? How long ago?
1: Um, well, I was originally approved in like September, or October for three months, and then I didn't realize it was going to run out after run out after three months, and then I had to start the ball rolling again, so I missed a month. And that's or two. a part of
0: their whole thing. The
1: Whole, yeah, the yeah, whole prior authorization thing. The stupid, and right? So it's it, called so-
0: Mgality. And uh, hey, I, I, you said you had some information on that. You want to kind of uh, walk us through that?
1: So yeah, it's a new class of drugs that are called CGRP, which is a calcitonin gene-related peptide. So basically, what they do is they just um, <clears throat> bind themselves to receptors that end yeah. up causing migraines, and it just cause it just stops the whole thing in its tracks. Yeah, even getting that far. What
0: it says here is: Emgality uh, is a humanized monoclonal antibody that binds to. CGRPs, which are calcitonin gene-related peptides, which is a protein, like ligand, and blocks its binding to the receptor. So what it does, you guys, is these CGRP receptors, they're responsible for uh, constriction of your vessels, they're responsible for a whole bunch of things in your body, including uh, weight loss and weight gain, things like that. And, um, and, yeah, and they're, they're saying now that if you block them from uptaking into your re- brain receptors, that it can actually uh, limit the uh, intensity and frequency of migraines.
1: Yeah, it basically said it stops the cascade of events such as vasodilation, protein, pr- protein, protein leakage, mm-hmm. inflammation, and pain. So mm-hmm. it just kind of stops it in its tracks instead of like the other, like the ones that stop the migraines as you have them are like vasodilators mm-hmm. and vasoconstrictors, mm-hmm. and it's after the process has already started so this yeah just works to stop the process before it even yeah starts. and so
0: while we we all need <clears throat> some amount of cgrps um if you're having if you're getting too much of it uh it can uh, affect your weight it can affect uh your breathing it can affect a lot of different parts of your body that they're still learning about but that's the one thing i learned is that they said that um You have to be careful with it because it may, uh, work too well and then you're not getting vasodilation and constriction properly. And that can actually raise your blood pressure. And I'm, I'm already, uh, I already have a little bit of high blood pressure. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but so far, so good. I, I, I feel fine. I don't feel anything.
1: Yeah. And had your first, your loading dose, as they call it, which you start out with two shots the very first month. Yeah. Then one shot monthly after that. Um, And I remember when I first started, I talked to the pharmacist at the mail order pharmacy. And he said, it's it's a really interesting class of drugs because most people don't have side effects. There Mm -hmm. are some, like constipation can be a side effect. I've never experienced any of that. Right. And it's also a medication that just starts working really quickly in most people.
0: I felt like I was feeling it yesterday. I was like, I, I, I would have a worse headache by now. But then I kept going, and then I ended up having to take two Rizotriptans because mm. of the weather just being yeah. all over the place. Yeah, It's humid, it's muggy, it's rainy, then it's sunny. And uh, you want to talk on that a little bit, just how um, our headaches often are caused by severe weather events?
1: Yeah, so I know so many people, they're not affected at all, but people like us that are susceptible to it, I mean, weather changes come with barometric changes, which is actual pressure in the environment, and people like us, your your tissues and your um, vessels, and they're susceptible to inflammation.
0: Well, what I think a lot of people don't really understand about weather and pressure systems is that at the end of the day, I mean, you've got millions of cranial nerves and so you have this pressure going back and forth from yeah. high pressure system to low pressure Actual system and back and forth on
1: your head well yeah and it yeah.
0: creates a vacuum pressure in your head and if you have sinus problems or any kind of sinusitis or any kind of uh, problems with your uh, you know like i had sinus surgery where i had uh, you know a deviated septum and reduction and all that. Yeah. And so I because I had chronic uh, sinus infections and so thankfully that is gone. I'm not getting the sinus infections anymore. But it even changed the sound of my voice. You don't realize how much right? that could change yeah, you. I
1: know.
0: Um but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean headaches are caused from all these pressure systems because in California I got it too, but because the the weather there is so stable, it wasn't very often. The only time I really had migraines really was uh in spring and uh in October. You know, the fall and the spring.
1: I used to get them. I used to get really bad ones, but I can't remember what it was related to. I mean, if the weather changed, obviously, and it probably was more like allergy-related, heat-related down there as opposed to up here.
0: Absolutely. So, at the end of the day, I mean, what would you say to people who get, because do I get a lot of migraines? Yes, but most of them are not migraine migraines. They're just headaches. Yeah. I do get migraines, and uh, those are more kind of uh, associated with what's called cluster headaches. Uh, but I get these um, headaches all the time. I wake up almost every day this time of year with a somewhat Some of a headache. Type
1: of headache, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of mine are true migraines. <clears throat> I I definitely have mm-hmm. learned to discern the difference, Kitty.
0: Okay, so the cat is out, and we are good to go. Uh, did you have more to say on that? What were you
1: saying? Um, I was just talking about how the majority of my headaches are migraine in nature. Yeah. I do get some that are maybe just sinus-related or just like a little bit of a what you'd call a normal headache. Well, I, and a I, lot think, of mine are
0: I think that has a lot to do with body chemistry um, because I, I, I got the amgality, but I didn't have the nerve to tell her that there's a lot of headaches and not migraines because i still think it's going to help yeah i think so. because the 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 thing that's making the receptors are the same yeah um but uh but i think i'm just a little bit less migranous than you yeah but i still get a ton of headaches yeah you know and that's the problem with you know when your sinus pressure is always trying to equalize and weather that's going back from sunny to rainy to sunny to rainy It just never stops, and your body is just, you start getting dizzy spells. You start feeling flush. You start feeling like crap, all because during the winter, it's always overcast. And in the summer, it's always sunny. And so you get those in-between stages for, like, two months where, oh, my God, you don't know whether you're coming or going, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so to catch you guys up on that, uh, we just started EmGality. I started it just now. Uh, yesterday, and then uh, Rebecca's been taking it for, how long have you been taking it now? About six months, maybe? About six months, yeah. Yeah, so we take it on the same day, that way we know about it, but uh, uh, I feel good about it so far. I I haven't noticed any side effects or anything like that, so...
1: that's a good thing, because people do get, like, sight reactions or some Mm -hmm. types of side effects. Right,
0: but I wanted to talk about the stigmas. There's a stigma to chronic pain. There's a stigma to mental health. There's a stigma to chronic migraines and, um, we just yeah. live in a society. And I hate saying this because it makes, it's like I'm trying to make it, uh, political, but I'm not trying to make it political. They make it political. And my point is, is that we live somewhere where there's a bunch of Fox News dummies who think it's their fucking job to be a slave. And then they're guilt tripped into thinking that they're less than because they go through these Physical or emotional problems that are normal as a human being on the human spectrum, and it feels like to me like Fox News is trying to get us all to be a bunch of emotionally immature, emotionally inept psychopaths. Just shut up and know your role, poor person. Little
1: worker bees, and we're just
0: little worker bees. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to speak on that a little? The stigma of all that, not necessarily the pull politic, but you can talk about that too. Yeah,
1: there's it. It's just it's all the things that are unseen. Like if, yeah. you know, somebody has a broken leg or a broken arm. Okay, they're obviously <clears throat> hurt. Like it's out there, everybody can see it. But when yeah. it's unseen things, yeah, it's like a fight to get people to believe you.
0: Exactly. Well, that's exactly why we're talk. We tackle the paranormal. It's why we talk about uh, the belief in God and stuff. It's not because we're trying. It's I don't feel. Any hatred for Christians or Christianity. I don't want it in my politics. There's a reason there's a separation of church and state, but I am getting tired of people treating me because I'm an atheist like I like I'm like I have no soul, that I'm evil, that I'm in bed with the fucking devil, etc. 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 Like grow the fuck up. What in the hell? I'm a good person. I've dedicated my life to being a good, good person. In fact, Even while I was a Christian, I was still a good person, but nothing changed. Just because I evolved on the subject doesn't mean that I'm not still a good person trying to better myself every day and to create humanitarian work for people because at the end of the day, your belief in God, if that suits you, great. More power too. Just keep it the fuck out of my politics. That's all. Yeah. And keep it out of women's uteruses. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, but I just feel like we're, li- we're still living in a regressive system. Seems like the poorer we get, the dumber we get. And the dumber we get, the more hardships we get. And the more hardships we get, the more we start running into the arms of Christianity where they can start indoctrinating us into these old ancient mythos and, and old uh, masculine, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Um, uh, the old patriarchy. It's like they wanna indoctrinate in the old patriarchal way of white men are the best, and in the pecking order of who's most important to who's least important, it goes white man, and at the bottom is black female. Y- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. that way. It feels inherently racist. It feels inherently uh, sexist. It feels inherently xenophobic, and that's why you know, like, I can't help but laugh when uh, you know Christians go off in their little voyages to go convert tribal people and then they don't come back because they got eaten like oh my god that is so funny to me sorry that was that was inappropriate (laughs) but you know what i'm saying it's like oh my god like why do white people and why do christians feel the need to push their fucking beliefs and their superiority it feels like it's inherent in white folks what is the deal there I don't know <laughs> that's why i laugh and i say i call it white people shit because mm-hmm. like only like black people can be criminals in the sense like they might rob you they might you know take your car only white people do the weird crazy shit because it takes a level of insecurity and inferiority complexes and all these little entitlements to make you crazy enough to go out and start shooting up a fucking grocery store. Are you on your off your fucking meds, dude? Yeah. You know, and we're gonna talk about that. Anyways, getting back, reeling it back in. I just <laughs> wanted to have a little fun there, but um, my point is, is that you're right. Um, just like science, invisible sciences like the paranormal, invisible science like dark matter, dark energy, all these invisible things uh, are harder to see and therefore harder to measure and therefore ha- harder to quantify.
1: Yeah, and then easier for people to judge you because they can't see that you're in immense pain. And a lot of times people with chronic conditions like yeah. pain or migraines, you get so used to it that yeah. you, you get used to putting on a face and you get used to functioning. Right. So people think, oh, you're fine, even though you're screaming inside, but you've just well, learned to acclimate and make I always, yourself present a certain I way. I always tell
0: people, I would love, I told this to my last doctor, I said, I would love for you to have the ability to transport into my body. I said in five minutes you'd be crippled. You'd yeah, be weeping absolutely. because you you. My baseline is not the same as your baseline.
1: Exactly. That's exactly. You it. know, like even my mildest migraines would probably put way hard. To their yeah. Knees, like uh,
0: well, especially when you have a chronic pain condition, there's a stigma attached to that, and and yeah. it it especially when you're a dude, is that it, they it's emasculating, and it's like dude, I still run, I still exercise, I still look cool, and that's the thing that. Just because I'm going through these real life things doesn't mean that I'm not, I, I'm not still a cool dude, that I don't still have my edge. It's like, when did people start associating that their worth is attached, to their identity is attached to their career or their coolness exactly. is somehow attached to yeah. their wealth or something of that nature? Like, dude, just be a cool person.
1: It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll show. Yeah. Absolutely, and,
0: which kind of reminds me of the Johnny Depp trial, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But <laughs> I was saying, I think Johnny Depp is my spirit animal because I've been a part of the drug culture, I've seen it, but I've also been a part of the, you know, soldier and, and sobriety culture too. And but I get him, I understand him, and uh, while I'm trying to b- remain uh, unbiased, it's coming across. She's coming across like someone who just the evidence isn't there, you know, and we'll talk about that. So, but get going back. Let's, let's, I, I'm feeling a little, uh, all over the place <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> um, reeling it back. Go ahead, babe.
1: Oh, I just, it brings to mind <clears throat> one time at work. Um, one of my coworkers, she's one of the ones that was causing issues way back. She's still there, but she was looking at the schedule. She didn't know I was standing behind her and she's like, Oh, Rebecca's probably going to call out on this day. So I'll be doing customer service. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not the kind to go tattle to the manager at every little thing, but right. I went into the manager and I said, look, I just heard her saying this. I have a chronic condition. I have FMLA for it. There's no reason <clears throat> for her to be talking shit behind my back yeah. about me because she doesn't know a damn thing about it. Right. And it's well, not her business. How old is she? She's like 24. I was going to
0: say, do you, you know, and this is I'm not saying this to be ages because, you know, I defend young people where appropriate. I be I'm I always try to be fair in, in all circumstances, whether it be the Johnny Depp trial, whether it be uh, young people, old people, I always try to be fair. I gave Amber Heard a chance. I really did, a fair chance. And so I'm always trying to be fair. But um that's my point is that young people, they don't understand that you're gonna have to be doing this for sixty fucking years, dude. Yeah. To pace yourself, yeah, you know?
1: Exactly. They don't
0: and- understand that when you've been working as long as we have. We've been working for 35, almost 40 fucking years now. Well, not, not quite, quite that long. Been 30 90, but something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been working since I was 13. It's mm-hmm. like, like, at, you know, that's what I was telling my doctor is like, at what point do you arrive where I've given blood, sweat and tears, my back aching labor for 20 something years? When can we finally relax and say the job is done
1: yeah and and
0: that's the yeah. problem what i told her i said i worked at home depot i did all these other things after deep home depot that were more like gig jobs but at the end of the day when do we allow ourselves as americans to have a quality of life to have a baseline of dignity and where do like i said when do we get promoted to the level where we don't have to worry about working and existing with people who just started out in life and here we are we're kind of we're not at the end of the life but we're in the autumn of our life and we're like no man like i can't go to work every day sorry i could when i was your age but i can't now they don't understand that you know
1: absolutely she's the kind of person that will work like a 12-day stint and just be you know well and then every day they
0: i mean i went to the fucking gym one time and they had fox news on there and it pissed me off i said hey man so long as you have Fox News in here, I am not going to be coming in here. And they're like, well, what's what's your problem? I said, where's the left-wing shit? If you're going to have on fucking news, then at least have both sides.
1: Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah.
0: Because I don't like the way that uh, Fox News and the right-wing uh, uh, machine uh, criminalizes being human. Yeah. Who the fuck... Like these kids, they listen to this shit, they lap it up from their dad or something. Then they come to work thinking they got to be these hardened, grizzled motherfuckers. And mm-hmm. hey, I'm all hardened and grizzled. That's like my jam. But at the end of the day, we got to have compassion. We got to know where to to be sensible. And we know, we, ha- we want as a society to be emotionally intelligent. And we're not getting that because of these old antiquated ideas and these stigmas we're supposed to live forever and we're just supposed to be healthy forever what do you yeah what is that i I don't want to blame just the right i know that that they tend to do that but uh, what do you think that is in our society that creates these all these mentalities of suck it up buttercup when you can only suck it up so long dude thanks for the information 25 year old like you're fucking you're an infant
1: it's. I think it's just always been that way, and we're finally <clears throat> starting to come around as a culture to realizing that there are unseen problems that people are dealing with. And yeah, just because there's you a can't lot of things. See, it doesn't mean somebody's not in immense pain or going through something. And it's <clears throat> finally starting to come around. Yeah. And I'm lucky that my manager <clears throat> understands that because when I told him that, he was like, "Oh no, that is not appropriate." That is absolutely not something she should be talking about and I will talk to her right now.
0: Yeah, because what she's doing is she's stigmatizing you as being unreliable, which you're anything mm-hmm. but. Because yeah. I would love to say bam. You know, remember like in Goodwill Hunting when he slapped the paper and goes, How about them apples? You yeah. know, I want you to go slam and show her I wish you could just touch someone like Spock and they and they they feel your twenty five to thirty years of back breaking labor. Here, motherfucker, what do you think of that? Yeah. You know, because these kids are just starting out, and while I get it, you know, you're young, you're fresh-faced, you want to be in a good mood. I get all that. I'm not anti-young folks. I advocate for their equality and rights as well. But at the end of the day, us older fucks, we've been doing this longer than you, man. Give us a fucking break. We're tired. We want to go home and watch Johnny Depp and drink (laughs) beer. We don't want to sit around and do this shit forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, like I said, I think it is starting to, we are starting to come around a little bit and realizing that, you know, there are things that people can't see that are going on and you need to respect that. And, yeah, but it's still hard dealing with it because it's still, we still have those old, old school. Well, a part of it about, is right
0: wing. A part of it's just old fashionedism. Yeah.
1: old fashioned, suck it up,
0: suck it upism. And yeah. hey, uh, you know, I try to, you know, be somebody who acknowledges people's woes, acknowledges people's mental health. Um, but I, I'm trying to be someone who's, like, trying to say, hey, you guys, I'm glad we're evolving into a more uh, a, a sensitive society that we're more aware, we're more sophisticated, we're more conscientious. Um, but also, so, every once in a while, though, I tell people, like, liberals, calm the fuck down. Or young people, chill the fuck out. Or old people, take a chill pill, guy. You know, because the line... It just seems like our society is just can't tolerate differences in opinion. And while, you know, like when I see something I don't like or agree with, I don't start a fucking protest. I don't go tickety clackety keyboard, keyboard warrior mentality. I just ignore it. I ignore yeah, it. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were watching uh, Lost in Vegas and they were doing, uh, you know, worst most hated bands Mm -hmm. and they were saying, if you don't like a band, just don't listen to it. Why do you, why do you feel the people have the need to rail on people and cancel people and do all these hateful things? And it's not just the left, it's everyone because right wings cancel too. I I hate to break it to you guys, but you're canceling too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the only thing, only time I think it's appropriate to do things like that is when something is actually harming someone. Yeah. So, yeah, if something's not actually hurting you and you're just mildly offended, just scroll the fuck by. Yeah. Just ignore it. Just- yeah.
0: And you know, I always said that our society, the mean maturity, that means the average maturity, the mean maturity of our society is that of a 16 or 17 year old. Yeah. And while I like teenagers, I like young people, don't get me wrong, but I know 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds who are more mature than 22 year olds because they're in school, they're sober. They're applying themselves. Twenty-two-year-olds that get all drunk and stupid and get on drugs and all. And hey, I I experimented with all that too, so I, I give people that right. But you know what? I didn't make it it didn't make me stupid. It actually mm-hmm. made me more thoughtful because it was mind expanding. I was like, ah, I'm figuring things out. You know, does weed make me, you know, like dumb? No, but it's I'm just not as crisp. That's why I don't smoke before a show. I got shit to do, man. Um, but it it makes me much more creative. It expands my consciousness. Uh, just that it makes me slow to remember shit and you know, mm. it, not as quick witted and things like that. You gotta yeah. function during during the day. And hey, I like I was saying, some people can smoke pot at work. And I was like, yeah, but usually the people who are smoking pot at work don't make eye contact. Keep do their job and, and, and stay shut up. I'm the kind of guy where when I walk in people think I'm the boss. They're looking at into my eyes. I can't go in stone. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I'm exactly. too old for that. Mm. I just wouldn't get away with it. You know? Yeah. No. But um but yeah, just the stigma in general. And I don't mean to pick on just right wingers, but they 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 get this sense of, "Oh, everybody's such a pussy and everybody's this." And then when they're hurt or when then they need unemployment or something happens to them, they want everybody to sympathize. Yeah. why yeah. you weren't sympathizing when i was hurt motherfucker who the fuck are you i know it's yeah you know?
1: everyone should live by the golden rule What's Do unto others as you would as they would do unto you or treat right. how you want to be treated T- or- treat those so- treat others the way you want
0: to be treated yeah. exactly it's, it's not that not hard, that hard. No. um and that's what i mean about emotional intelligence is that there i just read a study that says that emotional intelligence is actually more important than academic intelligence because you know how to gauge things. You know how to gauge the pri- prioritize things. You know how to prioritize what's relevant, what's pertinent, what you're going to need, what you don't. And I think that's where I am most intelligent. I can scan shit and go and be ready for a show in 10 minutes where it might take somebody else, you know, two, two or three hours because I'm like unimportant, unimportant superfluous. I just know how to organize information. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me a good researcher. But also, uh, I just have an inherent sense of, you be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Um, But we're just getting that way in society. You know, uh, it reminds me of this. So I have here, uh, it's on my uh, Instagram. It's interesting when people believe their suffering should be experienced by others. I paid my loans. I worked through college. Coming... Out used to be hard. My dad hit us, and I'm fine. What in your heart makes you want someone else to go through that?
1: That is, you know, absolutely. It's, it, it's yes.
0: like these people now, like they don't want to cancel toxic, uh, predatory student loans because, well, I paid my loans. Good for you, motherfucker. Why do yes, you want? You should, I mean, if if you were molested, would you want your best friends to all be molested too?
1: Right. I well, don't understand this I don't either.
0: hardship equates to uh, superior. Like, do I believe that hardship builds character? Yes, I'm steeped in fucking character. But I also uh, don't hold people to an unrealistic standard. Um, If you know that wages are bad and wages need to increase, then you should be for it. If you know our society is getting weird and predatory and lawyers are taking over the world and fucking up our system, then you should be for things that better our system, regardless of the hardships you went through.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it, it just it absolutely does not make sense to me. That I went through
0: mindset. the military. I'm not one of those people like, well, I think everybody should go through the military. I said the other day, I think everybody should have a major hardship hurdle that's life changing for their growth, um, but not necessarily the military, because the military may or may not make you a better person. Sometimes the military does. In my regard, it made me a better Boy Scout. It made me more moral and decent and good. Um, But that was the culture of it then. I don't know what it would do to someone now, especially if they were a sociopath. I remember a lot of people, when I was at MAPS, you know, they just wanted to go in the Marines to kill folks. I was like,
1: ah, (laughs) well, I got (laughs) to go. Yeah, right. Like,
0: if you're going into the military to shoot people, oh, my God, what does that say about them? Yeah,
1: the military or the police academy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, police officers should have emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, and when they don't, they you get somebody who has more, uh, uh, more loyalty to Trump and the right wing than they have to the law or the rule of law or to decency. You know, it's like, like I said, you got these fucking, like, um, these guys down at the border, the border patrol, all wearing their fucking Trump hats on duty. No, incorrecto. Grow the fuck up. You know? Yeah, and sure. I would say that of the left as well. It's not because of your political leanings, but if you don't have the fucking maturity to know what's appropriate and what isn't, I don't want you fucking policing our society when you're too stupid to know what policing should be. Yeah,
1: for sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. All right.
0: So. But what do you think that is? I mean, that uh, I had it hard, therefore you should have it hard. Don't people understand that we don't better this society by continually regressing backwards that we have to yeah. move forward?
1: And I think it's kind of more of an older generation thing. Mm-hmm. because, And obviously, because these people dealt with stuff because they're older. Yeah. But I think it's just kind of the mindset in those days, suck it up. I had to do it, so you have to do it. Well, and people these days are more empathetic. And I think there is a certain amount up.
0: of suck it up that's valid.
1: Yeah. I tell people but,
0: tough love sometimes.
1: Yeah, but no. But know but but where the line is. Things, yeah. Yeah. And, and not, people don't realize or don't care to realize how things have changed since they had their student loans. Right. And had this, Times had were that. simpler. Yeah. Yeah. So it was if, easy.
0: My grandfather bought five houses in his life. Not because he was wealthy, but because he lived in a time where you could he fucking could. do it. You can't do that shit yeah. now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this,
0: the rules are getting rigged against regular people. There's a bunch of lawyers and think tanks. All They they dedicate full time, all their money and time, into how can we jerry-rig? How can we manipulate the system? How can we make it work for corporations? How can we make it work less? How can we own and rule these people uh, to the point where they actually go to work and like it. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. mentalities that you see on Fox News. I mean, this motherfucker, Tucker Carlson, he grew up wealthy. He's a little tennis snob. Nothing against tennis people. I like tennis. I tell you the story. When I was in high school, I trained all summer to just go for the tennis team. And then I got stoned and forgot to try out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use drugs until you're of legal age, you guys, because a, <laughs> a growing brain is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, but um, but my point is is that there, you know, we have to be able to recognize in our society that wealth agenda tyranny that's trying to get people to feel bad for being sensitive, or thoughtful, or intelligent. I mean, yeah. At the at the end of the day, we have to. Really teach people to have a thicker skin when it comes to uh, understanding their rights, understanding the rules, and understanding their place in society. Um, Because I think so many people over time, they just get to a point where they think it's their fault. I can't make the cut. Mm -hmm. I can't make the grade. That's because the grade keeps increasing. The goalpost keeps moving every fucking year. And uh, 10 years, you don't see it because the change is slow. But over 10 years, if you have some... Uh, fascistic wealthy system trying to supplant the middle class into subserviency. Uh, they did it. They're done. Mission accomplished. And where do we go from there? Who knows? It, right. You know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> That's why we have to learn how to fight. Yeah. And be smart about it. Do you? Uh, before we forget, uh, you uh, got off your Wellbutrin. You were going to start a new med. Uh, then it required a pre-authorization, and so now you're still waiting. You brought it up on the last uh, episode, but uh, this is kind of more appropriate. Real quick, uh, what's going on with your SSRI and uh, how you doing?
1: You, you just explained it. But-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to set it up, but I want you, in your words.
1: You set it up by telling the story. <laughs> yeah,
0: I tend to do that.
1: Um, so thorough. Yeah, i thorough. I'm thorough. I'm very highly thorough. allergic to the... Jeffrey,
0: I'm very thorough. Sorry.
1: Okay. Big Lebowski quote. Yes, okay. it was. Go ahead. Um, I was very allergic to the Wellbutrin. Again. Yeah.
0: she. So, you should see the rash, you guys. I have pictures.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. You get some silly. good
0: side move too, there, too. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put it on Instagram later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just teasing. She's giving me... You
1: are a- highly caffeinated right
0: now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm in a good mood. But, That's all um,
1: so, yeah, so my doctor prescribed the new medication. Well, nobody bothered to tell me it needed a prior authorization, so right. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and then by that point, I was like, okay, well, I just need a refill of my old prescription. Well, then she'd taken it off my med list, And so then, then, then had I to had call, to call the pharmacy yeah. to find that out. Yeah. I had to call her office to get them to do a new prescription of my old medication well, till the prior authorization goes through, and, and, this, and it's just fucking... This just is why I'm like, a
0: universal healthcare yes. guy. What a yes. bunch of chaotic mess. Yeah, it's, it's ran ridiculous. by a bunch of sociopathic predators who don't give a shit about your quality of life. And you've got people being tricked and trained on the right to fucking be like, you know, socialized medicine's the worst. How the fuck would you know, dude? You don't even know what socialism yeah. and is. How
1: is it efficient <laughs> or helpful or good for your health when your doctor and you decide you need this one medication some it should be between you and your doctor, and you got some middleman, rich yeah, guy, some asshole at a desk some rich company. Like, oh, this is a more pre- more um, expensive mm. prescription, so we have to make them jump through hoops to get it. No, I've already jumped through all those hoops, and now we have to explain yeah. everything we've done, everything yeah. that's happened, and wait, mm-hmm. God knows how many weeks till they decide. Okay, yeah. you can try. I it. I know it's
0: been a week already. Nothing. Yeah. How the fuck long does it take you guys? It takes a while. Well, and it's you know fun. why? Because they understaff these fucking companies too.
1: Yeah, the workload is true. getting
0: greater. That's what I'm saying is that how are we all supposed to have jobs when every company, every business, every corporation wants to exist on a skeleton crew and the lowest wages possible? There's this push between the middle class working people and the corporations. Man, it's, it's, it's hitting a fever pitch right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, you guys. We've got to push it in the right direction so that uh, we get what we want. We don't have to go back to the status quo. We can go back to better, but we have to demand it, man. Yeah. Know your fucking rights. Yeah. Quit being shy. Shy, introverted people. You're good enough. Now stand up and fight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Bottom line is I'm still waiting for the goddamn new medication.
0: Yeah so. <laughs> yeah, so she's yeah, so that's what's going on with Rebecca. And, you know, I called this show Mind, Body, and Soul. Uh, we've got one more thing to do after this, and that's talk about um, the, the media and, and mental health. That's what I want to talk about next. But yeah. um, just closing off everything, uh, Mind, Body, and Soul. I, I feel like, you know, that's what I was telling my doctor, is that when you have fibromyalgia, uh, you, a lot of you guys may able, may not even have fibromyalgia, but may be able to relate to this is that you're always it feels like you're always trying to play catch up. You're always trying to maintain balance, uh, physical balance, mental balance, emotional balance, spiritual balance, uh, because every day is a new adventure where you don't know what your pain levels are going to be. You don't know if you're going to have brain fog or not. You're not going to you don't know if you're going to get four hours or eight hours of sleep or none. And uh, so every day is this new adventure of trying to see and gauge where you're at, and that's what I told her. I felt like I was. I told her I w- I felt like I was in the middle of the ocean, uh, just uh, dog paddling, just treading water, like the movie Open Water, and there's sharks circling. And I said it's only a matter of time that I fucking am exhausted. I'm just going to sink down and drown. Yeah. And that's why I I told her I had an emotional reaction because a fucking our system is grown so cold and, diff- and indifferent and a lot of doctors don't share what I think are the mature and sensible values of middle America, that we got to get these capitalists to relent to the fact that we're human. We are not machines. We can't work forever. We have to take breaks. There are, there's just yeah. certain limitations in being human that is um, just inherent and we need to create rules and structures Based on that, not that goes against that, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, so, but but, I just yeah. want to say that bottom line, it feels like the last couple of days, things are coming together as far as our whole everything. Like, yeah, you got your regality. You mm-hmm. had a good appointment. Even though I'm waiting on my medication mm she told me what their response to the insurance company was and it was a good one. And oh. it's, it is going to happen. I, I, I think it'll happen because yeah. Well, so it finally feels like we're almost on mm. an even keel as far as that stuff goes. Like well, we're finally being heard. We're finally being. Taken yeah. And that's,
0: and, and that's very powerful to the mind, body, soul thing is. is I
1: felt good yesterday. Like, yeah.
0: For the first time in, in a, a while. while. Yeah. You actually mm-hmm. felt like yourself. And that's what I told her. Like, I was like, she's like, what are you normally like? I'm like, I'm usually very fun, fun-loving, festive, excited, excitable. Um, but then I get grumpy a lot. Why do I get grumpy? Because the world's a shit show. Nobody's advocating for regular folks anymore. Uh, every, there's everybody has wealth agendas, even your own care providers and the corporations that they
1: serve. You're in pain. You're in chronic pain, pain yeah.
0: and you you're not you can't even get people to listen to you, and, and then they yeah. emasculate you as a male, as yeah. if to say, "Well, you don't have validity as a man anymore." Like fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any right. idea what I've done in this life? No, I put in on this life, and you just want to. People to acknowledge that you're human, that you you have worth, that uh, you've put in on all these systems. I've, that's why I felt the need to tell her all the jobs I've done and how long I did them. Because I'm a humanitarian. I work my ass off. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where maybe possibly I sign up for disability. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. It depends on my health. But I want to be in a position where I document this stuff because yeah. at the end of the day, these doctors sometimes are so fucking reluctant to help you. What is yeah, up yeah. with that? And
1: that's why I appreciate her and the fact that she's <clears throat> like, yeah, let's start seeing you regularly. Let's start getting documented. Let's that's why I like her because that, she's, yeah, she's she's willing to try. actually working with you and, well, and treating I, you like a person.
0: Well, and the thing is with me and the reason why I told Idris, our friend, because she's like, you must have slept really good that night with all these things finally put to rest. And I said, nope, I'm too jaded for that. I'll see where it goes. In other yeah. words, her compassion might just be a response to her inability to tell you no. And so, over time, we'll see if anything yeah. comes of this.
1: I don't I don't get that from her, though. Well, I'm so, not saying okay. necessarily, yeah. mm-hmm. but
0: she might well, say, well, my hands yeah, are windy. tied and there's not yeah. much we can do. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't prescribe anything. Yeah. She didn't oh. offer any kind of advice. She just said, let's get you in more. And get you to the care coordinator, and we'll we'll get you the um, <clears throat> paperwork and things you need to empower yourself in the future. And that's a great start. Yeah, but it's a start.
1: So we'll start, see yeah.
0: if there's follow through. It, yeah, and it's not personal towards her. I do believe she means well, but at the end of the day, like I said, they serve a corporate master, and we'll see where that ends up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And it's like I was talking about Buzzsprout. I'm not jaded, you guys. The world really is trying to screw us. Don't <laughs> right. get it twisted, dudes. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, I think that's really everything, you know, mind, body, and soul. The The way you get your mind, body, and soul, you guys, is to keep your sense of humor intact. We, you know, but it's easy to go long periods of time where you just don't feel like yourself to the point where you can't be yourself and then finally, some catalyst acts upon your life in a way that finally makes you feel whole again, makes you feel like you again. Uh, my friend, Perseverance1501 on Instagram, uh, I won't say, well, her name is Claire. I can say her first name, but I won't give you her full name. But she just got a job. She's a Survivor Man fan like me. That's kind of how we know each other. And uh, she, she for long periods of time, would not show herself on social media I had no idea what she looks like. I am um, I rarely put myself out there because I'm an introvert. Uh, I don't get a big head about how I look. I, I'm, not, I'm just not a, hey, let's just put myself out there constantly kind of person. Yeah. But she took a picture, a selfie of herself where she was like, she told, I got a new job and I love it. It's working with nature. It's working with animals. It's this beautiful thing. And for the first time, this smile is real, y'all. Right. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's it. Because I think some catalyst has to act upon us when we're in the wrong job or if we're in the wrong mindset because of the culture we're in or the people that's, that are around us, the wrong people, the wrong environment. Something is off balance in your in your soul. Um, you you feel, I call it emotionally verklempt. That's a Yiddish word that just means <laughs> m- emotionally stuck. Yeah. Like, like stuck. You're just verklempt. And, uh, it sometimes takes, uh, greasing the wheels of progress, whether that be your mental health progress or your physical health progress, something has to act upon your life in a way that you feel like yourself again. And it was so fucking real nice and and to see her happy for once. I was so like, good for you, girl.
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: You know? Um, and that kind of is a perfect segue into what I wanted to end the show on today is uh, social media and the media uh, and the media circus and what it's doing to people's mental health and uh, the elephant in the room is is uh, a lot of people are, are calling probably never happened, but they're calling uh, they think that there's a correlation between the shooter in Buffalo New York. If you don't know, there was a mass shooting. it was a white supremacist guy, young kid what 18
1: or 19 19
0: yeah. young as hell. Uh, just walks into a grocery store and targets African-Americans, killing like, I don't know, 10 people? And that's awful, you guys. And I don't want to stay on that subject very long. But the point is, though, is that a lot of people are calling, uh, saying that, you know, Bin Laden didn't kill anyone, but he was still guilty for 9-11. Charles Manson didn't murder anyone, but he was still responsible for uh the manson family murders of sharon tate and all those people jc bring all those folks
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and he got life in prison so how is that any different when you have a media outlet that is sort of uh stoking the flames of 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 racism do you feel like there's a correlation there and to what extent is his culpability
1: yeah i absolutely do think there's a correlation and i I don't know how it could happen, but I, yeah, these corporations and these entities do need to be held responsible because ultimately that's where a lot of these people are getting ideas. Well,
0: from. I, mean, I think a lot of what Glenn Beck used to say, and a lot of what uh, Bill O'Reilly used to say, they find their media darling on Fox news and uh, you know, he's the latest media darling because he's relevant and edgy and it, it gets views whether it's good or bad press, all press is good... Uh, uh, pop, uh
1: press is attention. Is good
0: atten- is attention, yeah. right. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, um, I don't know yet how I feel on it. I do believe... Um, I don't want to cancel him. I want him to shut the fuck up. What I really want for all these people like Rush Limbaugh and uh, Glenn Beck and all these people, what I want is for them to not be fucking
1: hypocrites. Well, Rush Limbaugh's dead, so... did you guys hear that yes i know that
0: thank you mom (laughs) so that if you didn't know that is my mom in the next room yes i know (laughs) rush is dead yes i know that um but my point is is that those attitudes that they propagate uh are popular because they're strong because they're They hate the same people they hate. And so they kind of stoke the fuel. Mm -hmm. They fuel the flames of anti-liberalism, anti-progress, pro-fascism, pro-white supremacy. And while I know not all right-wingers are that way, uh, where do you draw the line on a major news organization like Fox News of culpability? Because at the end of the day, what it boils down to is, uh, what's his fucking name? I don't even remember. Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Geez. I put him out of my head like a bad touch. Um, But he is the kind of person, you guys, where he's the flavor of the week. He's the new media darling on the right. And I think a lot of these people now are clamoring for relevancy in the right. And in order to do that, you have to be the most extreme or you have to have the most uh, controversial views. And uh, I'm going to go into that at the end about how that translates to everyone and how we're all pining and pandering for attention. Uh, but at the end of the day, what, you know, what's his culpability and do you think he's responsible yeah. for some of this stuff happening?
1: I think ultimately and possibly abstractly. Yes. But yeah. as far as indirectly anyway, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, yeah, I think as far it's just, as, like censoring that kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah. You know, free speech and things. So well, that's it's just, just it.
0: I mean, I am a free speech advocate because if, if I had to, you know, silence myself, if I had to edit myself, if I had to constantly be thinking of what I can say and what I can't say on the airwaves, you're always thinking about litigation liability. You're always thinking about, you don't want to, you know, where do you draw the line between free speech and, uh, ruining somebody's career, for example, through defamation. um, that's a tough nut to crack you know it is.
1: yeah it absolutely because
0: there's a lot of freedoms inherent in our system that we should all value and that's the thing is that tucker carlson whether you love him or hate him is uh thriving and exists in a in a world where uh we're giving him oxygen to breathe and get big and grow uh because of freedom and so while i love the freedom that it gives us and affords us to say what we want when we want uh when you start seeing sort of this this the systemic uh change through time you start to wonder whether or not these attitudes and sentiments were exacerbated through trumpism and through extremism uh where do we yeah. draw that line of free speech and uh shut the fuck up you're a crazy yeah, person
1: I'm not sure but I know like at this point there's um Alex Jones is being sued for right. his Sandy Hook stuff. Yeah, well, so, yeah, because
0: he kept perpetuating lies yeah, over and over. Exactly. And I think that's what the difference is: is that when you do something over and over again uh, to the point where you start creating damage to people's lives and reputations,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, I think that one's a more easily like something that can a lawsuit can be brought against because mm-hmm. it's a specific incident. And it's a yeah. specific time.
0: But we're and talking about,
1: generalized well, because white supremacy
0: and, and racism has always existed. And so, of course, I think a part of that, what right-wing media is trying to do now is they're trying to stay most relevant. Because now that Fox News used to be the only game in town, and now they're the most tranquil of the three. You got OAN, or is that right? O-A-N, uh, uh,
1: yeah, One America. America yeah, I think is, and, and yeah. then
0: uh, what's the other one? Uh, Newsmax. Yeah. These are the far-right machines. Then you've got Blaze on the the airwaves with Glenn Beck. And what it boils down to, it feels like they're all trying to race to the bottom in order to Mm -hmm. pander to the most extreme of the right-wing mentalities.
1: absolutely contributing, and it's absolutely influencing people. And I don't know what the solution is because I don't know.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to start um, uh, taking away free speech because when you do that, you don't know where... The line should always be, because on the one hand, he's entitled to his opinions, but on the other hand, when they're glorifying they're people like Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah. it makes you wonder, what, where, do, where do we draw the line yeah. when you're literally martyring people who are murderers? Yeah. He's not a fucking hero. I'm not
1: sure, and that would come down to some constitutional lawyer... Being able to figure that shit out. Yeah, it's a very well, exactly. That's why
0: there's higher paid people than us yeah. that are there to take care of these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I see a lot of this stuff and uh, I, I tend to agree that there is some causation and correlation between Tucker Carlson's rhetoric and mm-hmm. the um, uprising and the growth of these hate movements. Mm-hmm. But think- then chicken and egg. Yeah. I think what it is is that it was always there, but now Fox News is finally trying to acknowledge them because when they stir them up, uh, they they get very zealous, very excited base, and that yeah. translates to votes.
1: I think one good start is that they need to be held accountable as far as calling themselves Fox News. They absolutely need to come out and state publicly that they're an entertainment channel and well not news. they are
0: licensed as an entertainment yeah, media source not, media not a news not channel that and, and that's how they get change. away with a yeah. lot of this yeah um but but they should have to rebrand themselves at least yeah. in a way that's more honest yeah. they call it call themselves fair and balanced they should put yeah. that shit in quote marks or get rid of it entirely yeah
1: absolutely and that you know yeah
0: i yeah because like because i'm not the kind of person that wants to silence people just because i disagree with them or disagree with their mentalities i think ben shapiro needs to sit on a fucking broomstick and fly off to fucking fuck you land because you're an asshole i remember we were watching youtube and all of a sudden i saw movie reviews by can ben shapiro i'm reviews, like wait right? what they can
1: i don't want to hear your fucking markin- movies like yeah, yeah. i don't want to hear your damn opinion i don't want to hear your opinion
0: <laughs> of of of, of open minded movies right? yeah
1: exactly you know <laughs> that was a little jarring to see that. well
0: and and speaking of that uh that reminds me of uh yeah so the latest controversy on the right is that uh star trek is too woke
1: it's star trek <laughs> does somebody want to knock on woke. these head knock some skulls into these what star trek stands it's are, always right? been woke right <laughs> yeah exactly
0: you know and that's the thing like my friend uh he's a Trump supporter but he's also a huge star trek he kn- he's known star trek and loved it way before and um you know like i watched this sh- sh- uh youtube channel he does really good reviews uh it's a scottish dude um oh yeah now oh. get out <laughs> that guy
1: <laughs> go away now go away now oh i can't remember um, his name
0: it's called the critical drinker oh there you go so the critical drinker is this scottish guy and he talks he does this video on star trek where he's talking about he's not talking about star trek being um uh because in a way it's like i was trying to see whether he was going to go with it he's saying old star trek is better than new star trek because the new stuff uh doesn't they act sillier um they're they were more grounded back in the old stuff. It felt like you were a part of a Starfleet that's a military-style organization, and there's certain decorum. And And he says that there's a lot of uh, people acting in ways that they shouldn't act on the new Star Trek, that it feels immature, that it feels um, hyper-stylized, that it feels almost too, uh, I, I dare say, feminine and so that's mm-hmm. tippy-toeing into a place where I, I don't think he's meaning to be anti-woman. I no, just think he definitely. means that, um, uh, I, you know, because I was really waiting for him to say it. Say it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never really went there, is that I think he just thinks that the seriousness and the, the weight and the weightiness of Star Trek used to have more weight to it. And now, as our society is becoming a little less um, intelligent and a little less, uh, I don't know, mature i guess uh for lack of better words uh it's starting to become uh, overly woke and silly so is there a case to be made that star trek is getting uh, too silly uh, to be taken seriously do you think the quality has gone down
1: i think it's changed but i also think because it's set so far in the future it would be more evolved in that way. It would be less yeah. of a strict, like military type of operation. It would be more allowing people to be themselves. And well, I remember on the fr- interactions with people.
0: Yeah, because remember the first episode, uh, the first season of Picard, where there were these kind of right wing, left wing media factions, and they never alluded to Fox News, but they kind yeah. of said mm-hmm. this is like the auto- autocratic point of view, and this is the more.
1: Yeah. freedom loving mm-hmm. point of view yeah. and you could
0: tell that was sort of a oh,
1: absolutely dig on fox mm-hmm. news
0: and that autocratic mentality
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um i don't know i mean because on the one hand when he was citing examples he was kind of showing you know the girl from discovery the 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 heavyset redhead mm-hmm. what do you remember her character? Tilly. tilly yeah, yeah and i love her and i've grown to like her a lot as a character um but there's a lot of people who who i don't i think they want they want less silliness but then i think about it i'm like well you know in a society that's growing more uh, technologically inclined more technologically savvy uh we're all becoming more aware of each other there's more memes there's more tiktok there's videos in other words we're becoming more sophisticated as a culture do you feel like, because it looked like he was trying to illustrate that they're just not serious enough anymore. Mm -hmm. And while I do believe there is a line to where I want it to stay kind of true Mm -hmm. to Star Trek in the sense that you're a part of Starfleet, I don't know whether or not I believe him when it came to the silliness because it was out of context. Yeah. I believe that there are times where you can be silly in Star Trek And still be valid.
1: Because you're humans having human interactions. Yeah, exactly. But when things get serious, they are serious. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's why
0: I wasn't sure if I really Mm -hmm. agreed with his whole theory. Do I like old Star Trek over new Star Trek? Uh, Yes and no. Um, You can't beat the original. It's great. Mm -hmm. I love the original cast. Yeah. But I also love Star Trek The Next Generation, too. And at the end of the day, I don't know. It just... um, like, my friend, he's conservative, but he loves Star Trek. And I just know he would hate Discovery. I knew yeah. that he would hate Picard. And I fucking know he's going to hate certain parts of Strange New Worlds because mm-hmm. there's too many women. Too many women stories. Yeah. Like, like, I, I don't think he's, he's anti-women, women, but I, I think... Are they going too far to appease... Uh, women and uh, people of other races—are they trying too hard to become this kumbaya uh, multiculturalism? Is it going too far in the other direction? Like, is it too obvious?
1: I think it is a little heavy-handed. It is a little because, cause because- I
0: noticed on Strange New Worlds, I was like, "There are only men there as the captain and mm-hmm. Spock, yeah, Oh, and the Doctor."
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: that's a lot it's of ladies. Be
1: a little heavy. The whole, whole
0: bridge yeah. is comprised of women, yeah. except for mm-hmm. him. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: with Captain Pike.
1: <laughs> well, and Spock is and there. And Spock. And there was one other yeah. guy, but um, the Doctor. Yeah, and I. It's a little heavy-handed in the way, and mm. it just seems like they're playing it up too much. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel as natural. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate the diversity. Like, I think it's. Great. Oh yeah, it me too. To happen, no, I get it. It's just it. Well, it's that's just, the thing. They heavy-handed for some reason. Well, in the way I that think
0: uh, the problem is this. This is what I think the issue really is. What it boils down to is we all love original, OG, original gangsters, original TV show, original cast, original. We always like the, the original better than the reboot. The original is always the trendsetter. And uh, I believe that our, because I love the characters. I love Captain Kirk. I love that crew. But I like the Kelvin timeline, too. I liked the yeah. the reboot remaking of that i thought they did a terrific job of that but like he was saying the critical drinker was saying is that it lacked the weightiness and the seriousness that he just scream screamed and then go punch people in the face it's like spock wouldn't act like that
1: yeah and that right. was a
0: solid point is that mm-hmm. sometimes it lacks the maturity in other words it lacks the um the ability to get characters to make uh, um, make good critical th- decisions in a movie, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's this is what the plot calls for, so they kind of, the characters are out of character because they're yeah. having to do things just to further the story along, but doesn't really mm-hmm. act, it doesn't seem appropriate to that character, like Spock or somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? and I think he does have a point, to an extent, and because, yeah, I know I've said it five times already, but sometimes <clears throat> it just does seem so heavy-handed and in your face instead of just naturally mm-hmm. happening that way.
0: Well, I think so far I like the Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I do mm-hmm. believe it's, it feels heavy handed towards feminism. Star Trek Discovery felt that way in the beginning, but then I love the way they depicted the Klingons. They were badass. Mm-hmm. That was a great yeah. redesign. Like yeah. that was an upgrade that I think it needed. They don't look nearly as silly. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like, well, that they look like a whole different race. It's like, yeah, but that—that's what they would have looked like had they did it right. right. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> but um, I don't mind changes like that. I think they're going the right direction in a lot of ways. I guess you know, at the end of the day, these are beloved franchises like Star Wars. Star Wars, I think, is shitting the bed because of just bad story arcs. Yeah. They're not connecting the dots properly. Whereas Star Trek. I believe uh, the intellectualism is still there, the mm-hmm. wokeism is still there and it's not about woke being I cuz I think that's what the criticism on the right is supposed to be is that it's too woke. It's like, well, we're trying to get people's sensibilities to evolve and we yeah. can only do that by showing people woke sensibilities. Yeah, but that exactly. doesn't mean that it's necessarily because I think a lot of the the right want to attribute it to cancel culture and how liberalism is becoming sort of a a crutch to not take personal responsibility
1: mm-hmm.
0: see what i mean yeah but i don't i don't know i don't see that i don't see that i yeah. think they're i think they're just trying to s- criticize it because at the end of the day I, I think reality is the reality is that our society is slowly evolving
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're trying not to evolve
1: That's, yeah so they want exactly to criticize it.
0: those who yeah. er- the, those evolutions those social mm-hmm. evolutions because at the end of the day if if we get people to become smarter if we get people to socially evolve why they might start knowing their rights right yeah <laughs> exactly and to
1: say that star trek wasn't always woke i mean yeah there was an asian, was there was always an asian woke. man there is a mm-hmm. russian man there's mm-hmm. a black woman they had yeah. the first interracial on-camera kiss yeah so it's and the whole idea of it is was intended out. to be woke yeah exactly Just that
0: it's a new word Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I I have to agree. Because at the end of the day, um, that's what I try to tell you guys, is that I'm not anti-woke, I'm anti-don't-be-a-dumbass. Cancel culture is not where it's at. Getting mean-spirited while you claiming to be more superior to your right-wing counterpart is not how you do it. If you want to be taken seriously and you want to be credible, you're supposed to be the one with the calmer, more rational sensibilities. When they get militarized and militant, how are you any better than the right-wing radicals and the militia groups who are turning into radicals? You know, so that's why I'm always telling people don't turn into a radical. Mm -hmm. You can be passionate. You can be, you know, have fervor, but don't get antisocial and don't become socially criminal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, so that reminds, that's kind of where the last thing to talk about is... um, johnny depp uh t- and also uh, social media in general we'll talk about social media and then we'll end on johnny depp uh i want to talk about um well i have written here being influenced by assholes and people who shouldn't have this much influence uh we could probably throw joe rogan into the fold we could probably throw a lot of people you know I, my friend he's an up-and-coming comedian his name is keith burr i've done interviews on the show Great guy, love him to death, and uh, he was—he posted his numbers, like, look at me, look at all my numbers, look at my growth, and that was his way of, you know, I gave him some shit about it, right? I was like, ooh, look at the big brain on bread <laughs> you know, and he's like, what, man? I was like, no, I'm giving, you do you, man, it's great. Mm-hmm. But you know why I know why he did that? Because it almost feels like people nowadays can't think for themselves. Like, if you're not cool enough, you I have to show... You. Yeah, I can't follow you because um, you haven't been vetted by the media yet. You haven't been vetted yet. Um, Nobody's told me you're cool yet, so I have to wait until you're cool and relevant enough. And then, uh, you know, then I'll, uh, you know, follow you. What do you think there's Mm -hmm. something to that?
1: There is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah,
0: What is that? I mean, like, I would want to be the kind of person that listens to this podcast because we're not mainstream, Mm -hmm. because we're not kowtowing to the corporations. Why is it that people feel like there's more legitimacy when you have more money and more production value, but you have less intellectual content? What is that?
1: Yeah, it's it's the whole like societal lemming thing. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. got a nobody's not popular. You can't admit that you like them. But then if they get too popular, then you can't like them because now they're too popular. Hey, That's a
0: good point. (laughs) That's a good point. Like everybody loved Nirvana when they were a small punk band, when they made it huge and turned to a huge grunge band. Nobody liked them anymore because they weren't punk rock anymore.
1: Right, yeah. It's just, there, there's no pleasing everybody, so just do you. Well, that's... You do you. That is it, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of people are like that, hmm. unless somebody does see numbers, like, oh, okay, they're popular, I can follow them. Some yeah. people are like that.
0: Yeah, and, that's what it feels like, and that's why I feel like my growth is dependent on me getting on YouTube and doing more videos, because, you know, I didn't want to say to Keith, but... I'm funny too, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you do you. You're funny. Don't get me wrong. He's great. Um, But I guess the thing is, is like, I felt like the brand that I've created here, that I'm not allowed to be funny anymore because then it will counter the uh, impact of my intellectual uh, personality, my persona. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, no, man.
1: It just makes you more well-rounded. Hopefully, hopefully people
0: will see it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I think what I'm going to start doing is putting out youtube videos and uh, i'm gonna start doing reaction videos like he does not to copy him uh, it'll be in my own brand of humor yeah
1: exactly but
0: just funny little tidbits so that uh people can see that i am a comedian too because i think that's the one thing that's really got kind of uh, buried throughout all this is that yes i started this as a comedian how i became a mental health counselor i don't know
1: <laughs> because it's such a huge part of our lives and yeah, everyone's lives, right? And society and
0: yeah, exactly. But- well, and I care about it, and I care about people, and so that's the thing, you know. But I wanted to talk about subjects that are relevant in today's society, um, and that's why, you know, I've 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 done a few bonus episodes and different episodes talking about how influencers out there um, they have all you know three hundred eighty six thousand followers on Instagram, but they're fucking jackasses. Some of them, like not all of them. But there's some of these like success quotes and things. And I'm like, this is probably some poor person living at their mama house, pretending to be rich and buff and awesome. But mm-hmm. they're not really that. Yeah. And they're trying, they're teaching people to be predators, sociopaths. I mean, there is a difference between being fierce and being an asshole. Where do you oh, yeah. think the line is?
1: I think the line is is <clears throat> in the intent of someone and yeah. what, what's behind it. What's the emotion behind it? All right. Some people are just all about the image of something instead of actually being a real person and being that thing.
0: Yeah, 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 no, I, I agree. Um, I think uh, in our society today, uh, people, uh, you know, like Joe Rogan has built himself into this giant institution, and it gives people permission to worship him. You know, big bands that are so famous and celebrities like Johnny Depp, um, that's a... Th- thing that i'm trying to tell people like with johnny depp is i don't believe in johnny depp because i'm swooning over johnny depp i believe him because the evidence is not in her favor she's if she was abused for six or seven years there would be more evidence than three pictures you know, you got the picture of her elbow, uh, yeah. you got the picture of her at the paparazzi filing for her restraining order, and then you've got one more picture of her with a bruised face that may or may not be makeup, may or may not be a Snapchat filter, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the day, it's just like, if you ha- if you were an abuse- abused person, look at all the evidence of how snippy she is with him, and how forward she is with him. Abused women don't act like that, am I wrong?
1: I, no, I abused women don't run after their abusers
0: like that right and
1: follow them and harangue them and that's why
0: when um uh, they presented the evidence of the, of here's a knife for your birthday johnny um i thought that was pretty clever because it's like if he was an abuser would you arm him to the teeth with a giant knife yeah.
1: and then her her statement well i i, I knew he wasn't gonna stab me How do you know that? How could you know that if someone was seriously abusive?
0: Exactly. Well, that's why I truly believe this. I am sincere when I say I gave her a chance. I think we should still give her a chance. And even though I don't necessarily think she's right, I want her to get the help she needs mental Mm. health wise. I want her to still have a career, but I also want her to pay the reparations for the harm she's caused. She, 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 because you're talking about using a Me Too movement uh, to its worst purpose, which is yeah. to be anti man, to be a man hater. Yeah. What, you know, that's my problem with feminism is that when it goes too far, it co- goes into hateful territory where some women just hate men. Like some women wouldn't yeah. even listen to me because I have a male voice. Yeah. Like what is going on with the feminist movement and why do they hate men so much? I mean, I admit there's a lot of jerky assholes out there and there are guys out there who. I believe toxic masculinity is a real thing, but uh, why are some women so insecure and angry at men? Are they just pissed because they can't piss standing up?
1: I think some women have legitimate reasons, like women sure. that have been horribly abused. It's sure, hard of course. To change your, yes. your mindset on we that. We should always
0: believe abusers. Yeah,
1: and not abusers, abuse Abusees, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I think some people just, I don't know, just want a reason to hate people. Yeah, well, like, it feels just, it, it's just the militant <coughs> extension yeah, of well, feminism, I think.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say, is I think the liberal media, the progressive media, I am a progressive, I believe in best practices, forward thinking, um, but, but the problem is, is that at the end of the day, I also want us to be human when we become so sophisticated that we forgot that we're just critters. Like, we are not gods. We don't have godlike powers. We like to think we do. But at the end of the day, yes, I want people to feel edgy and cool. I want people to be fierce. I want people to get ripped and shredded if they want. Um, but I also want them to not push it in other people's face. Like, calm the fuck down, dudes.
1: Yeah. You and know? Just, it comes be down stuff. societal stuff. That that's, that's what is considered beautiful or... Mm -hmm. sexy in this day and age and some people feel like that's what they have to put forward otherwise they're not valid
0: well i i think what it is is that what is happening to our media is that as the left versus right echo chambers get louder and more obnoxious and more in your face uh we're we're, there's these giant two countercultures colliding these behemoths colliding and uh, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle that's not to say that i'm giving the right wing a pass on their fucked up shit. No. But at the same time, when the liberal media gets so uh, woke that it starts getting into cancel culture or it starts uh, becoming hostile and militant itself, it's like, I think they're losing the point. Don't don't you think?
1: Yeah, to an extent.
0: To an extent. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might be in the moral right, but how we deal with that moral right is just as important as what.
1: Yeah, I I agree. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And not to be seen as... militant about something to an extent that you don't even consider people
0: or their
1: opinions or right.
0: Right. Yeah. You guys at the end of the day, uh, Rebecca and I believe that, um, you know, don't let social media upset you. Don't let social media don't pine for fame and fortune on social media. I don't give a shit. I I just don't. I, I do it because I want to connect with my audience. I want to help people. Um, we, we've got to be the arbiters of sanity and reason and to know where the line is. Because if we don't, our world's going to become extremist in every capacity. The loudest, the squeakiest wheel gets the grease. All the while, the good, quiet people are getting none of the attention and none yeah. of the kudos they deserve. And the loudest, angriest voices are getting all the attention And while we should have to address fucked up inequalities, we should do that. Um, I don't know, man. I guess the daily grind of politics is boring me because it is becoming so spiteful. Yes, there are atrocities on the right I want to address. Yes, there are cancel culture and woke culture problems that I would like to address. But if we don't start lightening up as a society... If we don't start relaxing, our butt cheeks are too clenched, you guys. We're going to start creating diamonds, and we got to loosey-goosey, man. Yeah,
1: and one problem, I think, with being so militant about things is that there's no chance you're going to get through to somebody. If you tone it down a little bit and speak to someone like they're human and explain it, you're more likely to that, get people to, to come to your your side.
0: That's a really good point because um, one day I was listening to uh, Bo of the Fifth Column, and he, is, if you guys don't know, is a very popular YouTuber and podcaster who does great work, uh, and he's a, just a very pragmatist kind of guy. Uh, he's got a background like I do, military uh, training and such. Uh, he's got a giant red beard. He looks like, you know, a hillbilly. Let's just say it, but he relies on that because he gets a lot of Trump supporters who come over and then he argues with them and Mm -hmm. he can talk some sense into some of their, uh, uh, you know, their fallacies. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that's
0: really smart. But he said, uh, when you're arguing with people, not to use trigger words, you you know what riles people up. So Mm -hmm. don't use those trigger words. We use softer language not to soften the impact of the message, but to soften the language so that we can Trojan horse softer language and get people to Mm -hmm. understand your argument better. And when you tone it down, when you tone down the rhetoric, you can actually create a better argument. And that's why he does it. And that's why anyone who's trying to uh, talk some sense into your crazy right-wing uncle at Thanksgiving, use language that's soft. Use language that doesn't use uh, political identifiers. Don't use language that is going to get someone uh, all triggered up. Keep them on
1: the defensive. And keep them on the
0: defensive, right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't identify as a liberal. I am a progressive, but I'm a universalist. I believe in best practices. When the right-wing institutions start minding their P's and Q's, I might start listening again. But as it stands today, I'm pretty much leaning a little bit left. I'm a left-wing centrist, I mostly center, but I, in certain policies, humanitarian policies have a tendency to overlap with certain left-wing policies. That being said, I, the attitudes, the, the militantness, the, the, the crazy feminism, like the angry feminism. Like, I hate it when I am the target of feminists because I'll have, I'll make a joke on Instagram. Like, I made a joke the other day. It was about, um how a a white woman feels when she orders in a mexican restaurant and she says gracias and she's got this like shitty and smile on her face Mm -hmm. and it wasn't against women or white women
1: it
0: wasn't um i love white women come on give me a break um but what was funny about it it was just funny and so i made sure because after that i had posted a pirates of the caribbean joke where it was like it uh, showed Jack Sparrow and then um, uh, her, her, Amber Heard's character from Aquaman,
1: mm-hmm. and it was like
0: and the something something bitch and this and this and you know and and then I I realized I did a woman joke and then I did a, a anti Amber Heard joke. I'm not liking the flavor of this, and yeah. so I ended up deleting the Pirates of the Caribbean joke, and I posted a picture of Captain Janeway from mm-hmm. Star Trek Voyager because she that was somebody i was scanning um, twitter and somebody's like this is the most fierce picture of kate mulgrew i've ever fucking seen and i had to agree i was like she looks like a yeah. fucking badass there yeah. so i posted it to show you guys uh, to have a sense of humor yeah. i am not anti-woman i am married not at all i am surrounded by women you guys i live in the est- estrogen ocean <laughs> <laughs> But um, but we have to learn to have a sense of humor about ourselves. And yes, yeah. we do want to forward the feminist movement to a point. But um, when we go too far, things start getting—I don't know—just uh, out of balance. When, when
1: anything goes too far, anything yeah, goes
0: too absolutely. far, it gets out of balance, right? Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, it's kind of like when um, what's it called? Well, it's kind of like affirmative action. Am I a fan of affirmative action? Absolutely, of course. Could there be a case to be made that affirmative action could possibly work too well where a white man doesn't get a job simply because they need to have a black woman in there? End of story?
1: Yeah, it can go too far. But I think as far as things going too far, it's a little better to go too far in that way. Than not than, far <laughs> enough. Yeah, right,
0: exactly. Right. Well, and that's the thing also is that, um, you know, it's like when white people say, um, well, why can't white people do that? You know, white people can't get away with that. It's like, yes, but we weren't the ones being oppressed for 200 years. Yeah, exactly. They're in the position to be that way because we put them there. Yeah. So yeah. give them exactly. credit for finally making up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. all this stuff is crazy. You know, the world's going cr- crazy. And, and I am a feminist. I yeah. am a pro-ethnic um, I don't want it to be heavy handed uh but um but I would rather it be in your face than not go far enough, I suppose, mm-hmm. yeah. so long as it's not so long as the storytelling is still good, and that's where I lie on Star Trek, so long as the storytelling is still good mm-hmm. so long as the character development is still well done, and so long as it's not too in your face, I think discovery teetered this at least season one it teetered too far in the hyper feminist world and while i love a strong female protagonist i think it was turning off some people because it felt too liberal i guess Mm -hmm. and star trek or star wars was starting to feel too liberal too when they start pushing the real world agendas it's like keep your fucking politics out of well, our TV and, shows, you and know. There's just,
1: there's ways to do it where it's not so obvious. Yeah, not so heavy handed, right? And Star Wars did it in the past. It, yeah. it had all the same mm. themes, it did all the same stuff. But it was but it smarter. It didn't feel like it. It it's,
0: didn't feel and like I don't know
1: what the way is to make it not feel so heavy handed. Well
0: it I think that's the problem with committee think when you have all these people from Disney who are all a bunch of liberals which I would probably agree in principle uh, with their policy similarities. Um, but it, that committee thing, that hyper wealth, that mm-hmm. that influence and affluence, it just comes off heavy handed and it yeah. feels like an extension of their entitlement and yeah. not battling the issues in a smart way.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm all about equality. I think Star Trek is doing a pretty good job, though, don't you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun, and it has the spirit of it. And it has the yeah the feel of it. So, yeah,
0: I absolutely think
1: it's doing great. So, anything
0: else for us, babe? We're about to close up shop. I don't think so. Think Last covered, call. We covered,
1: a, we covered <laughs> a lot of stuff.
0: We did, yeah. Well, thank you guys so very much. Uh, we just wanted to do an episode about mind, body, and soul. Um, when your mind ain't right, your body ain't right. When your soul ain't right, your your emotions ain't right. And so at the end of the day, finding that balance can create uh, a lot of problems. And sometimes it's a matter of, sometimes we just clam up to the point where our needs will never get fully met. And so at the end of the day, what we have to do is find, um, I don't know, the best outcome that we can for ourselves so that we can live at least somewhat in our lane of happiness i think sometimes when our standards get too high uh it gets entitled and and we have to lower our standards just enough not to continue because we, we want to push the envelope we want yeah. to push no, for progress mm-hmm. but we also need to lower our standard just a wee bit and live in the real world so that we don't get so entitled that we we're always Uh, angry and militant uh in other words um we can't find happiness if we don't lighten up you know
1: yeah that's very important that's what
0: is that's the bottom line i say
1: balance balance
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways thank you honey for another great show and uh yeah thank you guys for another uh, episode in the back. We're going to be back one more time for you guys. And we thank you for listening to the show. If you ever want to help us, we are trying to create a spiritual passion project to help people, a robust living, robust mental health. Yes, pro-feminism, but also uh, we want people to know where the line of decency and sanity is. Uh, but we want people to get better jobs, a better quality of life. And I love women. I love guys. I love everybody when uh, they're at least trying to be a good person. That's what it's about. It's about intention. Energy yeah. is intention. When your intentions are good, I give you a chance. The end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. that's what we have. Uh, we're gonna probably do another episode uh, in a few days. I'm thinking UFOs or ghosts. I've got a few that I'd like to. I'm getting. I'm getting the itch. I got to get back into the paranormal. We got the secret right, of Skinwalker yeah. Ranch to talk about. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so very much. If you want to contribute to the cause, come on over to uh, Patreon or uh, PayPal at Chef Bright Comedy. Uh, If you need help getting there, go over to my Instagram at Surviving Empathy Podcast. We love you. Thank you so very much. We'll be here doing the good work, fighting the good fight, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.